As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. And even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. 
Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic. A sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere. Back at it again. Another weekend is upon us. This a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show. Heard overnights, as you know, on Fox Sports Radio. And we do this every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. This is the Friday podcast. And doesn't matter whether you're in the country club or the trailer park. We are here for you on the fifth hour. Uh, now, David Gascon is with us here. Rest of the 405. Yeah, I got some raving news a couple of days ago before uh, opening day of Major League Baseball that we have eclipsed the highest downloaded numbers ever in the history of the fifth hour with Ben Maller. And also the last two or three episodes were higher than any show you have broadcasted on live radio over the last year and a half. How about that? How about them apples? Well, we ben actually Maller. have a live audience. Though, yeah, but now. they're not really so alive. They're live, but they're not alive. Yeah, I know. This is where you attack the, the Well, I mean, the when they have syringes here. in their arms or when they're intoxicated from yeah. alcohol, it doesn't uh-huh. really count. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're here. Again, you and I proving you, you and I are <laughs> a, an elitist loser. This could be like a this is like Gretzky Curry, Magic Kareem, uh-huh. Hershiser Sosha. Like this is a good combination. I mean, yeah. No, it's not. Uh, but I, listen, I, I, I'm willing to hang out with the hillbillies yes. and the hoi polloi and all that. And you can hang out and have cocktails at the uh, at the, uh, the the bar with all the elites. Uh, that, that's fine. The Elks so, Lounge. <laughs> I, uh, I am a proud Neanderthal. Yes. Uh, anyway, well, this is not about us. We will delve into the tremendously exciting news about the downloads, which... We'll probably jinx it. They'll go back to zero now. <laughs> but uh, we 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 will welcome in right now a guy who I've been an admirer of. I've read his his work for many many years. He's bounced all over the place. His name is Michael McCarthy. He's a sports business guy. He's a senior writer at FrontOfficeSports.com. You should check it out. It's not one of the big corporate run websites. It's a startup. FrontOfficeSports.com. If you're into the business of sports. Uh, they do a lot of good stuff at that website. But Michael McCarthy's been around. He's worked at the 
The New York Times, he's had bylines at the New York Times, Sports Illustrated, USA Today. He's done work for CNBC, the Wall Street Journal, Sports Illustrated. He has been all over the map. He's even done some teaching, uh, and I'm sure that'll be brought up here at some point. But uh, let's get into the business of sport. An interesting conversation on tap here uh, as sports and television and media are embedded uh, together. We've certainly learned that more and more over the last year with it, it not mattering that fans are actually at the games or not and the television money continuing to come in. But uh, welcome in, Michael. Thank you uh, for spending some time with us. So the NFL is the king. It keeps the lights on in these parts, we like to say. So let's start with the NFL. And you wrote that Roger wrote recently that Roger Goodell wants the NFL to generate $27 billion in annual revenue by 2025. It's an amazing number, $27 billion, obviously. So, uh, Michael, explain to me how that's actually going to work. Okay. Well, I mean, the big uh, moneymaker for the NFL is obviously TV rights. I mean, if you look at their uh, recent TV deals, they're getting something like, you know, $115 billion, uh, you know, just right off the bat. And they have the ability to pull out of the deal after seven years if gambling takes off and go back to the table. Two, I think, is international expansion. I fully believe there will be a team in London, in Mexico City, uh, in an international market for the next five years. You better believe the NFL looks enviously at how well the NBA and MLB have done overseas, and they want some of that for themselves. So do you think there'll be expansion teams? They're going to go to 34 teams, or they're just going to relocate a couple of teams that are currently in American cities? It's a great question. It's TBD. Uh, I think it's 50-50. I mean, you know, I could see a team like Jacksonville, uh, which already has a huge fan base in London, uh, and I think that was on purpose, uh, you know, being transferred over there. I could also see them expanding. But the thing about the NFL that I've always liked is they do not sit on their laurels. I mean, like going to 17 games. I mean, can you imagine that in baseball? Be like, oh, my God, what will this do to the record books and home runs? And NFL doesn't care. They're like 17 games. Yeah, sure. We'll just, uh, you know, throw out the old record book, start a new one. Yeah, and, and Michael, I, I, uh, I, I'm – casual friends with Fred Dreyer and he told me when he played in the NFL back in the uh, 70s and the 80s that the owners then wanted an 18 game schedule they 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 were very passionate about that and that's over 40 years ago when that was going on so isn't this just a temporary stop to 18 games like we're at 17 for x number of years but the the goal is to get to 18 correct I think I totally agree with you. I think the goal is to get to 18, and I think, you know, who knows what the goal will be 10 years from now. I mean, there was one famous NFL GM who said, you know, we're the ranchers, you're the cattle. Uh, And, you know, they may say whatever they want publicly, but, you know, to billionaires, they're still the ranchers and the players are still the cattle. Yeah, and the other thing, I'll go back to what you said with the possible expansion to the NFL. It's it's an odd deal because we've established like there's a, a certain number, there's this Goldilocks zone of teams that you can only have a finite amount of teams in any of these sports leagues. The NFL's got 32, baseball's got 30. Uh, it's like right around that number. 
But if we were to come back, you know, 200 years from now and say sports is still around and society's the same relatively, how many teams do you think there would be? I mean, it, 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 they've been in that area between 28, 32, right around there for a while. Uh, you know, would we see 45, 50 teams? I mean, how, how high do you think you can go before it becomes problematic? I think, I think you could easily go, uh, you know, 40 teams. Uh, you know, we're talking about a country that's now over 320 million people, you know, a country which is, you know, changing demographically, changing racially. You know, millions upon millions of American citizens are on the move, creating new suburbs and new megalopolises all over the place. Uh, so, I mean, you, you follow the population. Uh, you know, I, I remember uh, about 10 or 15 years ago doing a story for USA Today. They sent me out to Las Vegas to do a what-if story. Like, what if sports ever gave up their opposition to gambling? Could sports ever come to Las Vegas? And it's like, now I think about it, that story's a joke. Of course it has. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, now you got an NFL team, an NFL stadium, and the NHL, and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I did want to talk to you. I know you've written some about Al Michaels and uh, NBC and just the, the, the Drew Brees move and how that all relates, but... You know, everything that I've been hearing and reading from guys like yourself there, it certainly sounds like NBC is planning to, shall I say, force Al Michaels out after the upcoming season. And if that is accurate, let's start with that. Is that If that's accurate, is this Al's decision or is he going to go work somewhere else and call NFL games? Uh, a, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, Al's contract goes through the 2022 Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Um, and it could uh, all be very amicable. You know, Al is 76, 77 years old. He might just decide, like Dick Stockton did this week, to say, okay, I'm going to hang up my cleats and hang up my microphone. However, I think the idea of them forcing Al Michaels out is a bit overblown. I, I think... You know, it would have to be a decision that Al goes along with, or Al could just pick up his chips and move to another network. I mean, you got ESPN and ABC sitting there in the Super Bowl rotation. Al would look pretty good in one of those yellow, canary yellow ABC blazers when they do the Super Bowl. So NBC would have to make that decision. Be a throwback, absolutely. But but they have brought in Drew Brees. I mean, you don't bring in a guy like that unless you think that he's going to be. And obviously, he's the analyst. So, does that mean Chris Collinsworth is uh, got one foot out the door? Yeah, yeah. Really, we're talking about two different things. I mean, Mike Tirico is obviously the heir apparent to Al Michaels, uh, just like he was the heir apparent to Bob Costas. You know, whether that happens after the next Super Bowl or not, but Mike Tirico will eventually call uh, Sunday Night Football. The Drew Brees question, I think, is more immediate about Chris Collinsworth. Because, you know, Drew Brees is going to come in as, you know, a play by uh, a game analyst on Notre Dame and a studio analyst, and he could replace uh, Chris Collinsworth. So what we could be looking at within a couple of years is an Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth booth going to a Mike Tirico. Uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees booth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the question about Brees is, Everybody assumes he's going to be great, right? Oh, Tony Romo was great. Drew Brees was great. No, it doesn't work that way. 
there's tons of ex-athletes and ex-coaches who flopped on TV. I give you Emmett Smith and you know Joe Montana and, and a bunch of others. So there's no guarantee that Drew Brees is going to be great. And if he isn't great, they'll just keep Collinsworth. Yeah, and, and I always bring this up on my uh, my overnight show, Michael. The the quote from Howard Cosell about the jockocracy of sports television and uh, if Howard was still around today oh my god his head would explode from all the it's only gotten uh, more pronounced over the years with guys walking off the field into TV jobs but Breeze already had this lined up a couple years ago with the Saints he seems now if you were a betting man Michael and you cover this stuff and you've done this for a long time you do a great job but if you were a betting man would you bet that Breeze is good or bad I think he's going to be kind of mediocre because he he comes across to me as just too polite. I think you've got to have a little edge to you to be good at that. Yeah, I mean, just in interviews and in being on the press call with him, he seems kind of earnest and hardworking, you know, kind of like a, you know, a Boy Scout. He's going to go in there and give it 150%. But a lot of times that doesn't work on TV. Jason Witten tried that on Monday Night Football. You know, he worked as hard as anybody, but he was terrible. And, you know, he ran back to the NFL. Uh Tell you the truth, I mean, you want to pick a wild card who could be great on TV. I'm hearing it's Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, if he wants to do TV, people think he could be the next Sandy Don. He's got that kind of southern charm, and he loves to talk, and he loves to bullshit, and he loves to, you know, uh, talk smack. So he could really do it. But, I mean, if, if I was a betting man and I'm not, I, you know, would put Breeze down as being average with potential for good. Michael, speaking of BS, who I mean, outside the National Football League, who do you think made out the best with this new media rights deal with the National Football League? Is it ABC, ESPN? Is it Amazon? Like, where do you feel? Because uh, for as much as we have gone towards the digital realm, there's still a lot of people that don't access the internet in terms of watching content on there. And I think the Thursday Night Package... It's been challenging, at least for a lot of people, to find the game itself and then to obviously enjoy it from either an iPad or a Mac or even a PC. Like, well, Who do you feel made out the best in terms of network coverage? Hands down, the Walt Disney Company. Uh, the Walt Disney Company, ABC and ESPN, got a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls. ESPN, since its founding in 1979 in a little trailer, in uh, you know an empty field somewhere in Bristol, Connecticut, has dreamed of getting a Super Bowl. This legitimizes in a way that they've never been legitimized before. Number two, Monday Night Football gets flexible scheduling. Hallelujah! We don't have to sit through these dog games in December with two losing teams. You know and I mean, that will do a huge boost for ESPN's ratings because right up till now, the only network that has had Flexible scheduling is uh, is NBC for Sunday Night Football. So I, I think hands down the winner of this deal was the Walt Disney Company. And the bigger story here is the growing alliance between the NFL and Disney. I mean, these two corporations are becoming joined at the hip. You know, they're pawing at each other like two teenagers in heat. So, uh, you know, right now, Disney, you know what I mean, is the golden child for the NFL and vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, and we haven't seen since the glory days of Gary Thorne back then with the National Hockey League, but what gives you the sense that this will work the second time around with the NHL and ESPN? I think ESPN, for one thing, really wants it. 
you know, these networks have all come around to a single idea, which is live game rights are everything. You know, we in the media are certainly guilty of this, and I'm certainly guilty of it, of talking so much about studio program, first take, and, you know, Skip Bayless and all this. But the network suits, the people who run this business, have come to the conclusion that it's all about live game rights. And you have a sport, that's, with, uh, which is one of the, the biggest sports in the world. You have a young, tech-savvy uh, fan base, and you have a fan base in the NHL that is rabid. You know, they, they feel with justification that they don't get as much attention as the other sports. And when somebody like ESPN will start to broadcast their games again, and talk about it, it will be a huge boost for the sport. Having said that, I think we should pour one out for NBC. Uh, I think NBC did a fantastic job over the last 10 years. Innovations like the the Winter Classic outdoor hockey game will go down in history. Uh, they did a wonderful job. Yeah, the the scene in Lake Tahoe was, was fantastic. Uh, on that note, too, with live programming, because Ben and I talk about this at, at good length, do you think in a way this also saves the network's because of the program, the in-studio programs, you know, they've they've at times gone a little too controversial or gone political, and that disenfranchises people from watching their shows. So do you think in a way that actually saves the networks from having to worry about any of that other junk that doesn't have to do with sports-specific related material? Uh, I believe it too, and I believe that's a, that's a really interesting and, and smart insight. I think, you know, the NFL – giving 11-year deals to traditional, linear, legacy networks will keep them in business for the next 20 years where they might have gone out of business. I mean, somebody uh, used this comparison. I wish I could remember who, but it was a great one, which is uh, sports has become kind of a a Jenga game for (laughs) TV networks. If you remove that block, they would crumble into dust. And, you know, through this deal with the NFL, these networks will be in business you know, at least for the next 11 years. And uh, I think that's great. With the, with the way that salaries have been thrown out there, I saw this on, on Thursday, you know, George Kittle, his his deal for this season is guaranteed. He's making a salary just a hair over $11 million. But it's hard for me to imagine or to fathom the fact that he's making $11 million a year. That's a little bit more than Jim Nance and $7 million less or $8 million less than, than Tony Romo. <laughs> Will there ever be a curve to what these broadcasters are making at the bigger stages? I don't think so. Uh, you know, and it's, a, it's a great question because there was a time when John Madden made more than any player in the NFL. Think about that. John Madden was so big as a broadcaster that he made more money than any single NFL player, Joe Montana or whatever. But as far as the Tony Romo thing, I'm already seeing a big backlash against that. Uh, you know, naturally, after Tony Romo got... Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Got that contract, and, and congratulations to Tony Romo because it's great. <laughs> but, you know, everybody who's an A-list talent said, I want Tony Romo money. Uh, and, you know what I mean, the networks are already fighting back hard. They're saying, you know, look, this guy's a unicorn. You know, he had the right timing. All this happened before the pandemic. He had the Super Bowl coming up. So I, I don't think we'll ever see that. I mean, the, the way these revenues keep exploding for the NBA and the NFL and the players make anywhere between 45 and 49 percent of that, I, I don't think you'll ever see announcers uh, equaling the pay of broadcast. I mean, uh, equaling the pay of players. 
Well, Michael, as far as just the general sense here of, of these networks and you, you talk about keeping them in business, I, I had a buddy that worked at ABC back when they had Monday Night Football originally back near the end of that run, and they were losing money. It was a loss leader. I can't imagine they're making money now with the money that's being paid for these rights. Are, are, is that still the case? And how much do you think they're actually losing on these TV deals? I, I don't think it's the case that they're all losing money like the way they used to. I, me, I remember I covered that era, too, and that's a great point. You know, one of the reasons why CBS, you know, got out of the NFL business, they were losing money, remember? Uh, yeah. I yeah. think the networks have come to this conclusion. They're going to lose a hell of a lot more without the NFL than they would with the NFL. And... If you've got the playoffs and you've got the conference championships and you've got the Super Bowl, which prints money, you can even make money. Uh, but it, it's still a, a dynamic that's at work. I mean, one of the reasons why the linear network shunned Thursday Night Football was it was just hard to make money on it. You had to share it with NFL Network. You've got to share it with the local broadcasters. You've got to share it with Amazon. And, you know, they just said, we're out. But uh, I, I think, you know what I mean, there still is uh, a huge opportunity to make money with the NFL. If there wasn't, they wouldn't be in business with them. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go, almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
How concerning is it, though, with people moving to streaming now, getting away, away from the uh, satellite cable, more and more people cutting the cord? You can watch everything online and streaming, and everyone, Michael, as you know, should pay the rights fees for the packages, but a lot of people are on the pirate ship, and there are uh, ways you can watch <laughs> many of these games without actually having to pay for them. So uh, how much danger do you think that is to the business model of the NFL and just sports in general, which is so dependent on people paying extra to watch the games. I think it's a huge threat. Uh, I teach at Rutgers. I've uh, taught sports journalism there for five years. And when I talk to these 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old students, they just don't watch TV anymore. They watch everything on demand when and how they want it. So uh, it's a huge threat of, A, piracy, these new consumers who are tech-savvy getting, getting the product without paying for it, or two, just dropping out of the habit of live sports. Um, you know, uh, they didn't grow up like we grew up where it was like, oh, the Yankee game is on at 7, and I'm going to spend three hours watching this. They don't think like that. They think, I'll watch it on my phone, or I'll just watch the highlights, or I'll just go to House of Highlights and I'll see the clips. And uh, in that is is a huge uh, problem. And I, and I think that's why you're seeing the networks and the NFL working so hard to try to attract younger viewers with everything from that, you know, uh, that crazy Nickelodeon game <laughs> with the slime to Megacast, everything else. Michael, back in the 90s, I used to love the NFL on NBC and the NBA on NBC. I don't know if it was because of the broadcasters, because of the music, because it was John Tesh. It was John Tesh. (laughs) It's all of it, right? (laughs) Um, Like, what would you put up there as pound for pound the best product right now on television? And I mean everything, like. The UFC 260 last week was was great. Obviously, they had Fight Island, uh, the Olympic coverage with NBC, NFL, NBA. Like, where do you fit in all of this? Like, who do you think has the best product pound for pound for a particular sport? Oh, and that's a great question because yeah, I mean, like you, I mean, I I love Round Ball Rock and NBC and the, those great uh, NBA games. I mean, if I had to pick a league that you know, has the best product, best television product. It's hands down the NFL. Mm. Um, you know, the Fox and uh, CBS games uh, on Sunday afternoon are the single most watched games of the week and every single week. And NBC Sunday Night Football is the single most watched uh, program in prime time for 10 years in a row. I mean, the old record was five years, and that was like gun smoke and all in the family. Just 10 years in a row. It blows away everything. Drama, scripted comedies, reality, football, football number one. I mean, the, the football product is so, so good that it's going to be a challenge for them to get uh, viewers back in the stadiums <laughs> when you've got such a great television product. I say, you know, the NBA, Olymp- uh, NBC's Olympic coverage is just outstanding and, and beautiful, and it, it moves you. Uh, in such a way that's you know that's incredible, and then you have ESPN, which does just you know just does such a great job on college sports and the NFL and the NBA and MLB. I mean, I can go on and on, but you know they're the king of live coverage. Yeah, and Michael, you know during the pandemic uh, when there were no sports for 134 days last year, I fell into the rabbit hole on YouTube of watching random old games. Now I realize that this is 
merely for me nostalgia, but there are so many channels hidden on YouTube that just broadcast random Monday night baseball games with Keith Jackson and, and Cosell back in that era and whatnot. It is... It is it is wild. It's a it's a gold mine. You see how sports television has changed. Uh, and are those allowed though? I mean, it seems like those are still. Uh, how long does the trademark last? How long does the copyright last? It's. I love it. I hope it doesn't go away. But I, I I'm fascinated that they can put a three hour random you know Yankee Tiger game from 1985 on YouTube and not get in trouble for. It. I know. It's like, bring back the ESPN Classic. Remember that network? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Go, go back and watch the teams and the announcers uh, you, grow, you grow up with. I mean, I, I'm with you. I love, you know, going back into the time capsule and, you know, feeling, you know, 12 or 14 again, you know, watching the Yankees in the World Series or whatever it was. But uh, I, I think those games also have a shelf life. I mean, I remember doing this story exactly, I don't know if it was a year ago, but it was just about a year ago, you know, during the pandemic. Every single network I talked to, from ESPN to the regionals, were bringing out classic programs, right? So if you were in Detroit, you saw Mark the Bird Fidrich. If you were in New York, you saw, you know, Reggie Jackson, you know, or if you were in L.A., you know, you'd see Fernando. Uh, And what they found is that after about a week of that, people stopped watching. Like they got their little dose, like, isn't this great? And then they stopped. Yeah. And the reason they stopped because it just doesn't have the power and the attraction of a live game. A live game where you don't know who's going to win, where you don't know what's going to happen, where you're anticipating next great game is the single greatest reality entertainment in the world. And yeah. you can't replace that. No, I, I agree with you, and I. But I usually when I'm watching, I'll be like doing. So, I'll be on the treadmill, and I'll stumble into a, like a game, and they don't usually put the score up. But I, I would agree if you know the outcome of the game, like big playoff games, and you know what's going to happen. But some of these, like I, I watched them when I was a kid. These Monday night baseball games, and I don't remember, you know, a random Brewers <laughs> game against whoever. So it's a, uh, it is uh, unique that way. Now I wanted to move on. How about this Jim Nance story? I know you've covered this here. Jim Nance, he was supposedly a free agent, was a pending free agent. He was still with CBS. Yep. Obviously, he resigned. Uh, and I had heard whispers, and can you confirm it or not, that Jim Nance was. So he's so in with the Masters people that if he had actually left CBS, they would have taken the Masters TV deal with him. Is that does that have any kernel of truth to it? You know, I had heard the same rumor. I was never able to uh, to pin it down. I mean, he is synonymous uh, with the Masters. His voice, his face, and the Masters does whatever they want. I mean, what's amazing is you know, these people who run Augusta National Golf Club, they don't follow the rules like everybody else. I mean, they've had CBS on a one-year deal for 50 years. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine being a yeah. network was on a one-year contract for 50-plus years? So, I mean, is that possible? I, I wasn't able to pin it down enough to, you know, to report that. But, yeah, I think it's possible. They love Nance, and Nance loves the Masters, and Nance is on record saying he wants to call the Masters until he's 75 years old, which is another, you know, 14 years or so. So, uh, you know, Nance, to me, is, you know, to I mean, one of the, you know, the four or five top talents in, in the whole industry. And he means a lot to the players, I mean, to the, the members who run that club. And, you know what I mean, and they do have options. I mean, you're telling me wouldn't NBC wouldn't love to get their hands on the Masters? 
ESPN's got the early rounds now. What would they give for all four rounds of the Masters? So, yeah, I mean, the Nance negotiation was fascinating. Um, You know, he was, you know, this guy who everybody sees as a lifer. But, look, this is business. I mean, remember we grew up with John Madden. John Madden worked for all four networks, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, Uh, business is business. You know, so if if Jim Nance had the opportunity to move to a much better job where he would be happier and more respected – uh, I think he could have and would have. Uh, the fact that CBS recognized that, re- recognized how valuable he is, and he recognized how happy he is at uh, CBS, it worked out to a good conclusion. Michael, speaking of golf, um, coverage over the last week, maybe week and a half, about what's going on in, in Georgia with Major League Baseball, and Dave Roberts had made some comments out here in Los Angeles. What are you hearing about major league baseball their stance on the all-star game in atlanta and do you think that we'll see more of this and and if so which way do you think the wind blows do you think this would be a a huge lift or do you think this would be a huge blowback if major league clubs or leagues themselves take a stance against certain states legislators governors and how they operate their states respectively yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the first question, I think absolutely we're going to see sports and politics entwined even more. You're going to have, you know, groups and political parties across the aisle, you know, weighing in, you know what I mean, for sports to do this, to do that because of political reasons. I mean, Joe Biden was on ESPN the other night, mm. you know, uh, speaking out about it. So I think that, you know, horses out of the barn, you know, the idea that, you know, whoa, sports and politics shouldn't collide, forget it. That You know, that, that argument's over. However... You know what I mean? And I'm one of the few people in the media who's willing to say this. I do think there's blowback from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think when you mingle sports and politics, anytime you delve into politics as a corporation or a corporate entity, you risk alienating half the audience. You, you get the people who, who agree with you to support you, and the people who don't agree with you are not going to support you. And I think there was a recent survey, you know, like the last week or two ago, that said, you know, viewers have stopped watching certain sports or, or stopped participating as much in being a sports fan because they were sick of the creeping uh, intrusion of politics into sports. So I expect it to continue, and I expect it to be blowback. If there's one league out there that you think won't actually go down or, or even rise up to the third rail into any of this, what league do you think that is? NFL. Um, you know, when you look at the NFL, their, their seasonal audience has dropped 8% this year. Now, that's not as bad as, you know, 10% drop a couple of years ago. But, I mean, you compare it to, you know, some of the 40 to 50% drops to the NBA Finals and the Kentucky Derby and Stanley Cup Finals and and, and baseball. And, and, you know what I mean? So if there's one uh, sport or league that's still bulletproof against that, uh, it's the NFL. And, you know, and to the point about blowback also, I, I think the leagues recognize this. I mean, you know, Adam Silver has come out and said, they're going to tone down the politics, you know, this season. You know, they're going to remove, you know, a lot of the banners and the signs from player jerseys and court sides that, you know, the, the league is, you know, very, you know, uh, confident that they made their point, you know, during a very important part of uh, American history. And, and now they want to just go on and play. But, uh, you know, like you say, sports can't hide anymore. You know, when, when Joe Biden has been in office for a month, you know, gets up and starts saying, you know, sports should do this or that or – 
Trump is from his bully pulpit on Twitter, you know, uh, criticizing ESPN. It, there's no escaping it anymore. Yeah, I just have a hard time listening to either coaches or managers or even players, to that matter, that don't read everything that has to go on, like with a bill or with any kind of legislation that's being presented. I have a hard time listening and and respecting that when you know they're dedicating their life to their profession. So how can you be so invested in your craft and what you're doing and plus your celebrity status that all of a sudden you you venture into what's happening on the opposite side of the country uh, in a city or in a state or something like that? It just doesn't add up for me. Well, what, what it uh, adds up is to an insufferability factor. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, TV viewers and Americans are, you know, tired of rich, insufferable Hollywood celebrities lecturing them how to live their lives. And we're getting dangerously close to that with sports, too. You have athletes who are making, you know, tens of millions of dollars, you know, lecturing, you know, people who are trying to, you know, make uh, ends meet week to week, month to month. And it's kind of like, hey, you know, the high ground gets kind of, you know, the moral high ground gets kind of slippery, particularly when you're not saying the same thing about China and other countries. You're just criticizing our own country. So they, they really got to watch that where, you know what I mean, they, they don't have make create a basic disconnect between the, them and the fans that support them. Yeah, and I think it cuts both ways, Mike. I mean, it seems like this, you know, politics and sports is really a democratic issue. There's no, to my knowledge, there's no sports leagues that are, of a Republican-based uh, dogma. Uh, and can you imagine if one of the sports leagues took a position on the other side? People's heads would explode there also. But I, I think it's just the case. And we, as you said, you referenced that study, and that's a great study that just came out uh, within the last, like, 10 days or so. And it, it was across the board, Michael. It wasn't just Republicans. It was Democrats and independents were watching uh, less sports right. because of this. Yeah, it was nuts. And, and- and how much coverage did you see of that? Very little. And I'll tell you why. Because most of the sports media is in favor of athletes being a- activists. They're in favor of sports leagues being activists. They're in favor of sports playing a role uh, in the political debate. So, I mean, I, I think there's some, some narrative building at work, too, where, you know what I mean, the, the sports media is going to cover something if it fits with their narrative, but they're not going to cover it if it doesn't. And certainly that study did not fit with their narrative. Yeah, so are you still – you mentioned you, you were at Rutgers. Are you still doing some stuff at Rutgers now, or was that in the past? I'm not teaching uh, this semester, but uh, I've been an adjunct professor there for uh, five years. Uh, loved it. Great school. I taught uh, multimedia sports reporting, um, which is basically, I think, the only sports reporting anymore. The, the idea of you know people being segmented by media – you know, doesn't exist anymore where you're just print or you're just radio or you're just, te- you know, everybody yeah. does everything now. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I also, while we have you, I wanted to bring up the, the story and you, you had some stuff I saw about this, uh, the athletic, which has been around for a few years now, has some big time players in sports, you know, sports writing, You've got some legendary figures there that write at the athletic behind the paywall and there was some. There's been some talk that they're going to merge with Axios, the which I think of as a political uh, operation. There, is this bad news for the athletic, or is this good news for the athletic if they end up merging? I actually think it's it's good news for the athletic because you know the athletic, uh, you know, went from being the place where everybody went to work, you know, two or three years ago, to kind of you know struggling for subscribers. 
and, uh, you know, they don't accept the ad. So, you know, that's a whole huge spigot of money that's just turned off. Uh, and newsletters right now are the hot thing. We're a newsletter company. We, you know, front office sports has five newsletters with more on the way. And we're growing like a weed. So, I mean, for them to, you know, link up with a company like that, that is heading north, I think is great for the athletic and it's great for journalism. Because I want to see journalists employed. It breaks my heart when I see folks losing their jobs, you know, because the, the corporate entities that manage them don't know what the hell they're doing. So, I mean, you know, to me, whatever is good for the athletic is good for the industry. But, Michael, on that note, with what you have experienced, what you have done, and now what you see in today's world, do you think there are more or less qualified journalists in the sports market? Because it feels like to me, especially when it comes to a local level, that they're not necessarily journalists. They are just an extension of the PR machine of that team or that league. Yeah, I, I think it's clearly less. Uh, you know, you can't lay off, you know, thousands upon thousands of trained, qualified sports journalists over the last 10 years and not having an impact on your business. I mean, even just watching TV or going on websites, I'm seeing basic mistakes that you never used to see. You know, why is that? Well, who were the first people they got rid of? The editors, copy editors. Yeah. Right. You know, if you worked in a you know, newspaper or magazine uh, like I did, you know, you knew the copy editors. They were usually, you know, kind of weird, you know, kind of idiosyncratic, you know, neurotic. Introverts. You know, they studied, yes, you know, they studied, you know, English folklore or something. But they would <laughs> save your butt come crunch time. You know what I mean? They would find the mistakes or they would ask the questions or they would ride your ass, you know, to make sure you got it right. And when they took care of, you know, they, they, the first thing they wiped out is that kind of safety layer. So, I mean, I think that, as much as anything else, has hurt, you know, the quality of the product. Well, that not only that, but also the influence from teams or from, from professional leagues because, God forbid, you criticize a team, a player, and they'll light you up. Or they'll just want to lie you inside the locker room anymore or grant you interview requests. I mean, New York can get away with it because you got 18, 20 people on a New York Yankees beat – you know, the Jets, the Giants, things of that nature, but there's not a lot of hard-hitting markets out there anymore that allow their journalists to attack and to criticize and to critique the, the talent or the management. Right. It's a great point. I mean, as the size of newspapers and their influence wanes, you know, the power of the leagues and particularly the teams increases. I see it really at the college level. Uh, you know, these college programs could freeze you out. You know, if coach doesn't like what you wrote, you know, and, you know, and there's no respect anymore for that kind of a line between what journalists have to do and what uh, colleges and sports leagues have to do. So, yeah, that, that's a real problem. What you need is people who are going to support you. When that phone call comes from, you know, the GM or the coach or the president of the school, you need somebody who's going to have your back, not somebody who's going to throw you under the bus. You know, Michael, just to, you know, we got to wrap this up, but I just following up that train of thought here, I, I know for, I've done sports radio a long time, and I have noticed over the years when you're critical, there, there were people that loved that. Now I feel like over the last like five, ten years, I'm not sure when exactly it started, it's like many people can't handle it. They want you to only say nice things about the athletes they like and the players they like. It's a very odd change that is taking place. I don't know if you've noticed that, uh, but I have. I my theory is it's because of uh, like uh, MLB.com, NFL.com. They get the watered down 
story, but it seems like many, many younger fans do not want negativity with their sports coverage. It's very odd to me. Have you noticed it, that at all? It is very odd. It's like, you know, you're supposed to be a cheerleader, which is the exact opposite of what being a journalist is. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you're supposed to be fair. And, you know, if somebody does something great, you know, do it. I mean, that's one of the things I've always respected about the NFL is they're big boys and girls when it comes to this. You know, you're going to rip them, you're going to criticize them, you know what I mean? They'll uh, they'll take it and move on. But you're right, some of the smaller outfits are so, uh, you know, sensitive to criticism. And, you know, they have these, you know, fanboy bases on Twitter you know what I mean? Yeah. Would you move into action? You know what I mean? If you say something bad, <laughs> you know? before you know it, you know, you're being ratioed uh, out of existence. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I, think it, I think it is a problem, but I, I think it's about the growing polarization of the country. I mean, look at politics. We used to be able to talk as a country. We used to be able to come together. Now it's like you've got to pick a side, and the other side's evil. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, Michael, tremendous. We could do like another hour and a half, but uh, we'll let you go, and I appreciate that. And again, if you want to read more of uh, Michael, it's frontofficesports.com. And how can people find you on Twitter there, Michael? My handle is mmccarthyrev uh, at Twitter, and uh, I appreciate the invite. I really enjoyed the conversation. Becoming a magician takes thousands of hours, right, Ashley? Oh, I'm not a magician. I'm a design specialist at the Container Store. But you transform closets and pantries. Well, I turn your most frustrating spaces into ones you love. With a magic wand? Uh, with Alpha, our customizable, adjustable, and affordable shelving and drawer system. The amazing Ashley, making daily frustration disappear. <laughs> Just doing my job. Hurry, you only have until February 13th to save 20% when you purchase $500 in Alpha. Get started with your free design at the Container Store today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 